Welcome to Talking Wyndham, your weekly insight into the people who make our city surprising, fascinating, vibrant and interesting. Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page. Hi and welcome to another edition of the Talking Wyndham podcast for the Committee for Wyndham. My name's Kevin Hillier and we're heading down to Little River again for this episode. We did it a few episodes back when we spoke with uh, Trevor Head, the uh, man who's been at the helm of the local CFA for many, many years. Well, Wendy Knight is another very well-known local in the Little River area and beyond. Wendy, of course, has been the editor of the Little River News Review for a number of years now. We're going to find out all about that, how she got the job in the first place, a volunteer job, I might point out, uh, how she enjoys living in uh, Little River uh, and what the future holds and uh, what's going on down there at the moment. So all that will be filled in uh, in this podcast. I hope you enjoy it, uh, our chat with uh, Wendy Knight. And, of course, don't forget, if you want to catch uh, any of our earlier episodes of these podcasts uh, featuring some really fascinating people, People and events and places and things that are going on and businesses that we profiled uh, that uh, are part of the uh, the city of Wyndham, by all means just jump on the podcast library part of the Committee for Wyndham website. But enjoy my chat today with Wendy Knight. Wendy, thanks for your time. Is life in Little River getting back to normal? Look, I think it is. Little River is not a place where you see people about a lot um, because we don't have shopping centres or any of that. Mm. And I'm sure when I go for a walk at four or five this afternoon, there'll be as many people out walking their dogs as usual. When did you first move in there? Uh, we moved in around 25 years ago. So we've seen a few changes since then and our house in the middle of a, a very bare one-acre block now looks a little more settled in with some garden around us. Can I ask what the attraction was to Little River, why you chose that? I mean, there's obviously other places you could you could have chosen. Why did you pick Little River? Well, it was the, the availability of a one-acre block. We used to live on Heats Road in Hoppers Crossing, which got way too busy, and it was only a quarter-acre block there. And my husband collects vintage engines, so we really needed somewhere we, we could build a big workshop sort of storage shed for all his engines, hence the need for one acre. Right. And as he built so, his big shed, do you have a, a big vintage engine collection there on the property? Uh, it's no longer all here. Part of it, or well, actually the, a large part of it, was donated to an engine museum up in Balan. Oh, right. He's still got some engines here, and I noticed there are a few more creeping back in, so he hasn't really cleared it out. <laughs> uh, when you first moved to Little River, I mean, if you've been there 25 years, uh, gee whiz, a lot's changed. Yes, it has, and no, it hasn't. Um, yeah. There's been there's been more houses built. Back when we moved here, there was a very small supermarket in town, um, but that obviously couldn't compete with the larger supermarkets and closed down many years ago now. Look, in a lot of ways, it's pretty similar. My um, involvement in it has changed as my children grew up and left home, so I'm sort of not involved with school buses and um, that sort of thing anymore trying to get the children to the school buses in time. That was yeah, a challenge. Yeah. <laughs> and the odd rush trip to Geelong because they missed the school bus. Yeah. In some ways, it's uh, still the, the lovely small town that attracted us in the first place. Yeah. So it hasn't lost its charm, which often happens sometimes. Uh, with gro- growth and, uh, and uh, modernisation of places often takes the charm out of it, but obviously that hasn't happened there. No, well, it hasn't. We have a um, – there's a minimum subdivision size I'm not, not even sure what it is these days. 
but it's something like five acres or something like that nowadays. Yeah. And the fact that we don't have um, sewer or gas, we do have town water if you're right in the town. A lot of people are still carting water. Yeah. It's sort of not, not equipped to be more developed. Still a bit rustic. Um, Oh, in some ways, yes, it is, and that's what we like. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's, uh, uh, speaking to uh, to Terry Hett from the CFA uh, on on this podcast a couple of weeks back, he's talking about a lot yes. of a lot of hobby farmers in the area now. Well, that's right. A lot of people see Little River for what it is, uh, you know, and it looks like that idyllic country lifestyle. But when they move in, they discover that there are a whole lot of other responsibilities like keeping the grass down and um, getting rid of uh, invasive weeds and things like that and they suddenly decide, oh, the suburbs weren't so bad after all. So some some only stay a couple of years and then they're out again. Yeah. But if they make it past the two years, we we reckon they're a a permanent. What's the the best thing about living there? Uh, The space, the fact that I've got plenty of room to have a nice big veggie garden. Yep. And and not having your neighbours cheek by jowl. I visit friends in in Werribee, say, or other towns, and the houses seem very close when you're not used to that. Yeah. It's very nice to think you drive onto your, I mean, it's only one acre. It's not, not a big block, really. But you drive onto your block, and it's sort of your own little secret hideaway, I suppose. Yeah. I think we've become hermits during COVID-19 lockdown, that's for sure. Oh, I'm happy to stay on my block. Yeah, I, th- I think we're doing that a lot in our own houses uh, in suburbia as well. So uh, that's the good part. What's the what's the drawback to living in Little River if there is one? The drawback while my children was, were at high school was the amount of driving to things. Yeah, I had a son who went to Melbourne High in South Yarra and a daughter who went to Matthew Flinders in Geelong. So if there was any school activities, it was drive to either drop them off or pick them up. Sometimes at 11 o'clock at night after a play rehearsal, I'd be driving into South Yarra. Oh, terrific. <laughs> um, and I know people who have children in sport certainly have that um, that feeling that you're always driving them to something, Yeah, uh, Has, which can be really tiring. You and mentioned what, uh, COVID becoming a bit of a hermit. Has there been a sense of a renewed uh, sort of community spirit in, in Little River during COVID or has it been one of those things where, as you say, you've kind of kept to yourself? Look. The town's always been a community that's, that's quite close and looks after it to each other quite a bit. Uh, I know in the court where I live, it's certainly been more of a looking after the, the ones, well, the ones I, I've known, I, I've always known, you know, sort of neighbours and two, two doors down. It's been a case of, yes, checking in with the older ones more yep. or those who live alone. In a way, it stopped us from having a chat at the local shop. Yeah. Because you feel you shouldn't be hanging around <laughs> causing a disturbance, I suppose. Yeah. So it's more functional. You go to the shop. It's only two people allowed in the shop at a time. So you go in, you get your mail and your milk, you come out and go home. Whereas before we would have stayed in the shop, say, to have a chat or stand outside the door and have a chat. But we haven't been doing that as much. Yeah. Tell me about the Little River News Review, which you're the editor of. I am the current editor of it. It's been going for, I should have looked this up, I don't know how many years. Um, We're up to issue number 620, I think, at the moment. It comes out 11 times a year. So, yes, that's a lot of years. I've been the editor since 2008. And generally, we just promote something that's going on. The groups in town let me know if they've got a meeting coming up or 
send me photos of an activity they've been doing. If they've been cleaning up around the town on Clean Up Australia Day, I'll get a picture with all their bags of rubbish and a tally of what they found. Yeah. Um, the uh, the Lions Club always tells me what's going on and will send me a picture of anything they've been doing, as do the school and the CFA always give us an update on what's been happening. And But this time of year is definitely trying to get us to clean up our properties with the sun out and drying all the grass rapidly today. It's yeah. um, very much on our minds at the moment. You would have been there in 2018, obviously, when, uh, when the bad one happened. Oh, yes. We were here and somewhat anxiously watching the direction and the wind direction and where it was likely to come towards the town, which was not a pleasant one. I'm glad we weren't here when the um, 1969 fires came through. That was I remember those fires well, but not, not from being on the spot. Yeah. I think the older, the older residents, the res- residents that have been here longer, are very aware of the fire risk and what summer brings, which is a bit of a worry when you have new people thinking, oh, Little River looks very nice, we'll move out there, because they don't often have any idea of what, what they're getting themselves into, yeah. what their responsibilities are, and, um, and just generally how quickly things can change on a, on a hot, windy day. Yeah, and that and that uh, I mean, talking to Terry uh, on this podcast, as I said, a couple of episodes back, he he talked about the fact that uh, they weren't able to have town meetings because of COVID and all those sorts of things to to let people know that information about what they need to do to their properties. Many of whom have only just moved into those properties. That's right. There's a lot of new new residents every year come in, and it is a worry because even when they do have the town meetings, that give us all the information about what we should be doing and how to write a fire plan and what you should be considering in your fire plan. Some of the people aren't even aware of, of that sort of requirement. Yeah. Yes, I, I mean, I went to the November meetings every year and there was always something new you'd pick up. But you look around and you think, okay, a lot of them are the same faces as I saw last year. I wonder if any of the new residents are here because they don't really know that that's a, a need. Yeah, that 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 is a worry for a community uh, 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 in in the area that you're in because uh, it can be uh, the the well the the, the epicenter of uh, of trouble. Well, it can when you look at the grass levels that are around town at the moment. They're not dry yet, but they're drying out rapidly, and they're it's long grass. Yeah. Now, some years we don't get much rain, and there isn't a lot of grass on the paddock. But this year isn't one of those years. There's there's grass there, and we know how fast it can travel. Now, back to the, uh, the the Little River News Review. How did you get involved in that uh, back in 2008? <laughs> oh, I've always been one who tends to volunteer for things. Yeah. And at that stage, I was uh, at one of the um, Little River Historical Society meetings. They're the one who is sort of the overseer of the um, the review. They've been running it for years and years and years. Yep. With the previous editor, oh, no, two previous, the one before, the ones before me, um, Pam became very ill um, with cancer, sort of had no option but to relinquish the review. Uh, and another couple in town took it on, but they didn't want to take it on long term. So I sort of put my hand up and said, well, the review is exactly the sort of thing I do at work. Um, I did a lot of word processing as a um, knitting pattern writer. And I had some experience of layout because for a while there we were doing layout of some knitting leaflets. So I said, yeah, look, that's, that's within what I can do. I'll, I'll take that on not realising it was a, a long-term commitment, but I quite enjoy it. <laughs> Some months I sort of think, oh, can't be a month gone already. 
And then other months, I look forward to seeing what people send in to me because that's how I keep up with some things. Oh, you must be the, uh, the uh, I don't know what, the the, uh, the the gossip, not the gossip queen of... Um, oh, no, 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 no. Don't I, I don't mean, well, the, the information <laughs> the information queen, you must be the source of, uh, of all information that's going on around the place and knowing who's doing what, where, when and how and why. Probably only for the older people. The younger ones have quite a few little river... Facebook pages. All oh, right. And a lot of news gets um, dispersed on there. But I hear a lot of people say to me things like, Oh, my mum said I should take the children to playgroup. She was reading about it in the news review. <laughs> so it's probably not the up to the minute news source. But when there's uh, something in there, say about the primary school activities or photos of children, I notice the, um, the numbers of reviews that I need to print that month goes up. We run out and I get a request for a few more. It's quite a healthy little publication. I mean, it's 20 pages uh, on average, I would imagine. Is that that your standard issue? Standard issue when we don't have COVID is usually about 24. It's cut back to 20 during COVID, and I think we even had one that was only 16 because there was just nothing to report Mm. and nothing to um, announce was coming up, which made it a bit difficult to fill. But yes, I mean, by the time you get a few photos in there, it it soon fills up. I mean, it's... 24 pages, but they're only an A5 size, so no, you don't fit a lot on one page. No scandal over the years, Wendy? Oh, I don't put scandal in there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rely on the local grapevine to spread that one. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, there's no scandal in Little River anyway. It's a, a, a most, no. most wonderful little community, isn't it? Well, it is, and I certainly um, – I'll leave the gossip mongers to their little stories yeah. about what's going on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I wouldn't tread on that too. <laughs> no. Um, uh, volunteering is obviously something that you're very passionate about. Look, I have always been volunteering for things. Um, probably goes way back. Mum and Dad were volunteers, so I just sort of grew up with it, and that's the natural thing you do. My dad was a, despite being somewhat handicapped, he was the, the CFA secretary for something like 45 years. Oh, wow. In, in the little town where I grew up, and Mum was always on things like the Mother's Club and the local drama society and gardening groups and, yeah, so it was always volunteering. So I didn't think twice about carrying on the habit. Is it something that's become more difficult to get people involved with of recent times? Oh, look, it is. Sometimes it can be really hard to get young people to join in because they've got so many other things conflicting for their time. Mm. And, of course, you know, people are commuting longer hours these days, whereas people used to work closer to home and they had a bit more time at home um, so that they then could do things around the town. But uh, I think most groups are at this sort of lower ebb, I think, at the moment. But that's a generalisation. I'm not a member of all the groups, so I don't really know how some of them are going. I know the local Lions Club's down to a lower number than, than they'd like to be, but that may be partly because of the COVID preventing activities. It's the camaraderie of being in activities that gets people wanting to come along. The strength of uh, service clubs like Lions and Rotary and all those clubs uh, and the men's shed that uh, I know you've got one down in Little River, uh, they're, they're, really, they're, they're really important for the, uh, just for the, I guess, the, the cultural sense of the, of the community and the identity of the, of the, the local community. Uh, the identity and the feeling of, to use an overused phrase, being in it together. Yep. The fact that you're all pulling together with a, with a common cause to, say, raise money for the primary school or clean up the town, it's sort of we're looking after our bigger family. Just by being broken down into a group like that, it's, uh, it's a personal contact. 
whereas if it's a really big group, it's very impersonal. And yes, everybody does something, but it's not doing it together so much. Yeah. So, what would you like to see improved in the little river area? What's the What's the one kind of uh, little uh, bugbear of yours about the place? Oh, the same as most of the people in Little River, the state of Old Melbourne Road and the end of um, Rockwell Road. Yeah. The bitumen area is only one car wide, and it's the main road if we're heading to Lara. Yep. So there's nearly always an occasion where you need to drive two wheels off into the, the dust or the mud, depending on the time of year. Yeah. And it wears away quickly. And it's been like that since, hmm, well, before I came here. <laughs> <laughs> they grade it. The council grades it regularly and adds more gravel or soil or whatever to the sides of the road. But it doesn't take long to be undermined again. And we just wish they'd do it permanently. Yep. No, a, a permanent fix rather than a every so many weeks grading. Yep. But other than that, I don't think there's a lot about the town. Sometimes, you know, sort of think, oh, it'd be nice to have a footpath. And then I think, oh, I don't live in a, in a built-up area. I don't know that I need a footpath here. <laughs> yeah. No, it's mainly the roads, I think, that get at people. Yeah. Well, mm. well hopefully uh, not, a, uh, not a busy fire season coming up and hopefully everyone does the right thing in terms of preparing their properties and uh, making sure that uh, this summer isn't, isn't uh, you know, a, a flashback to uh, 2018 or, or even before that. Oh, yes, yes. It's certainly fingers and toes crossed on that one. And you're still obviously enjoying the Little River News Review, so you'll continue to do that role? Oh, yes. I think I'll be doing that for a few years yet unless they find someone who's mad keen or wants to get some experience at it, in which case, yes, I would be standing back and letting someone else have a go. Are you still doing knitting pattern pattern writing? Look, occasionally I still write knitting patterns. I do a lot of technical editing for a a magazine called Yarn, um, which involves just checking that the pattern that someone else has written adds up. No checking the stitch counts and making sure it's going to make what they say it will. I sometimes write articles for that as well on sort of knitting topics. Yeah. But yes, I haven't haven't been writing patterns as much since I retired a couple of years ago. What about the other writing? I'm told you 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 do a little bit of, and that's writing to the editor of the Age a lot. Oh, I do enjoy that. <laughs> I, I do enjoy the um, <laughs> the uh, sorting the words to get exactly my message across and. From time to time, I get them published, so I'm quite happy with that. Beautiful. Keep it up. And that's about the time I find out who, who reads The Age and who doesn't. People <laughs> I don't realise read The Age say, oh, I saw you in the paper the other day. Ah, there you go. Yes. <laughs> it's it, fun. Quite surprising. You'll be amazed at uh, who listens to podcasts after having done this. Yes, well, that might be the case too. <laughs> Good on you, Wendy. Keep up the great work with the Little River News Review and uh, and, and living in what is a, a lovely little part of the world and uh, I, hope, uh, I hope the summer's kind to everyone down there. Oh, thank you very much, Kevin. Yes, we hope it's a, a gentle summer and we'll certainly continue to enjoy living here. Thanks to Wendy for her time. What a great worker she is for the local community in Little River and obviously will continue to be for many, many years to come. We thank her very much for her time. And don't forget to read the Little River News Review. You can check out their Facebook page as well. And don't forget to check out the Committee for Wyndham Facebook page for all the details of everything that's coming up, events, uh, online events, Zoom meetings, all sorts of programs that are up and about, all the details on the Facebook page and the website. And, of course, you can go to the uh, podcast library section of the website and listen to previous episodes of the Talking Wyndham podcast. Hope you enjoyed this one. Till the next time, I'm Kevin Hillier. Take care. Thanks for listening. 
Talking Wyndham is an initiative of the Committee for Wyndham. All the latest news and events are on our website and Facebook page.